correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. radiocom Welcome to Me and Steve Talk RPGs, a podcast where me and my friend Steve will play a game this time. Hey, what's up folks? Welcome back to Me and Steve, and today we're going to get right back into it. We're going to finish up our Mutants and Masterminds actual play, an adventure called Modoc Family Reunion. With that, some introductions, and we'll get right into it. Thanks. And by way of character introductions, we have Shane playing Captain America. I knocked that goofy-looking beekeeper helmet off the guy, and he has a moment of confused surprise before he drops like a bag of potatoes. We have Jeff playing the Scott Lang version of Ant-Man. I'm going to run straight at that first robot. Halfway, I'm going to change to tiny size Ant-Man and look for a joint. To crawl inside a... We have Steve G playing Moon Knight. I don't know what happened here, but we're here to help, I think. Um, now, if you'll excuse me. And we have myself as Drax the Destroyer. Captain, duck, and chuck the big robot at the two minion groups. And last but not least, we have Alex as the Game Master. Because superhero storytelling is about being awesome. And now, on to our story. Yeah, so Drax, Moon Knight, and Modoc, you all land uh, as close to Modoc as you would like to. Okay. And he's sort of um, buzzing around. He's got the exclamation point over his head. And when he sees all of you, he, uh, he will float over to where you all are. Hello, adventurer. Are you here to pick up a quest? No. Thank you. Have a nice day. And he turns around and buzzes the other way. He is extremely peculiar, Moon Knight. Yes. As giant craniums go, he's odd. And he's just buzzing around looking for people to talk to. Avengers, how's the look down there? He's most confusing. Drax is just going to holler at him. Hey, big head man. Oh, buzz over. Hello, adventurers. Are you here seeking a quest? I got this. Yes, we are. We are looking for adventure and riches and experience. You gathered your party? Do you have a monster that we could go slay? Unfortunately, I am all out of murder quests. Do you have a rescue mission? Today's daily is related to fetching things. Okay, what do we have to fetch? Have you gathered your party? Yes. I'll assume Cap's able to run up at this point. And man, you must gather your party. What are we waiting for, team? Take him down. This isn't the fight, Cap. He's sending us on the fight. We have to collect something and bring it back to him. Scanning character levels, and he'll sort of buzz around to all of you and scan each of you with a small green laser grid that comes out of his forehead. And for Cap, it's like level 345, Moon Knight. Level 170, Drax. Level 110, Scott. Level 64, what? Dang, got dissed. Good thing to... Are you sure? I hope this game level skills. With your combined levels, you should be able to accomplish this list of tasks. 
and his chair starts to make an AOL dial-up noise. And it prints off a list of things that he wants you to go and fetch with him. And on this list, you see he's looking for 10 pounds of Wakandan Vibranium, the Eye of Agamotto, and one of Spider-Man's web shooters. Hmm. We don't have time for this foolishness, man. Modoc. We gotta make time. Surrender, or you will be taken down. Yeah, you don't want those problems. He looks at you and he says, This NPC is not worth any substantial amount of experience points and does not drop loot. Cap's flummoxed. He's not understanding any of this. Drax is thoroughly confused at this point. Look, guys. We gotta go collect these three things and bring them back to him. Where do we get these things? Well, I'm thinking... The vibranium, we have to go to the Wakandan embassy or consulate. How many pounds of vibranium? He said 10 pounds. Even Cap knows that is like an incredibly exotic request, even if we went straight to Wakanda. Captain. Hey, Cap, how much does your shield weigh? You know, that's a good question. I don't know, but it's a, it's a uh, out of character, it's vibranium adamantium alloy. You don't know if he knows the difference. Uh, surrendering his shield is very anti-cap, but if it somehow resolves the situation, he might. Uh, Moon Knight takes a bit of fishing line off of his utility belt and hands it to Captain America as a way to, like, here, tie this onto your shield, and if it goes wrong, you can retrieve it. We're going to put the shield in the vending machine like a quarter. Yeah, right, like a slug. But so he would... Uh, I'll tell you what, Mo, Mo Doc, you obviously have some kind of scanner. What do you think of this 10 pounds of vibranium? And he holds the shield up. He sort of floats over to it. The um, scanner scans over it and he says, May I please see that? I'll hand it over. Really not feeling good about this, but he'll hand it over. He puts his little Modoc hands on it and he puts it next to his big mouth and he bites on it. He says, This would suffice for my request. Okay, well, when we have the other two items, I'll give you that too. And I'll try to get the shield back. Yeah, he, uh, he gives it back to you. He wanted he wanted Spider-Man's web shooter and the Eye of Agamotto. Um, can I fashion a web shooter? You can give it a shot with the technology check. Um, let me use a, a hero point. For a hero point, I'll say Spider-Man actually accidentally left one on that Quinjet. Hey, outstanding. Okay, so that's two things. Uh, Moon Knight pulls out his big brick of a cell phone. And <laughs> calls Doctor Strange. Calls up, Steven, How's it going? It's Mark. How did you keep getting this number? <laughs> hey, look, I got my ways, but I need a favor. Um, you still have the Eye of Agamotto? No, I loaned it. What do you mean? Do I still have it? I, look, it's a long story, but I got a Modoc here that needs it. Well, I should say we need it in order to. It's probably just. You know what? Uh, where are you at? Let me let me meet up with you somewhere. I got a Quinjet, and I could meet you somewhere to pick it up. I just need to borrow it for, like, solid ten minutes. You want to borrow the Eye of Agamotto and give it to Modoc for ten minutes. Is that, what you, is that what you called me to ask today? I mean, look, have you had... I, I've asked for crazier things, to be fair. Who am I talking to? Is this Mark... This is, yeah, it's Mark Spector. This you is one of Mark? the other ones. No, no, it's, uh, it's Mark, yeah. Um, but 
it's been a really crazy day, okay? There there are a lot of Modocs here, and one of them requires the Eye of Agamotto. And we're going to try, and if everything goes wrong, we'll stop him. But, uh, I, yeah, you know. He has the Eye of Agamotto. How do you plan on stopping him? Haven't gotten that far yet, just, but... Just for, you know, just for my, my amusement. You know, it's a good question. Um, well... I'll tell you what, I'm here with Captain America, and he hands the phone to Cap. And I'm kind of looking, I'm giving the look at Moon Knight, but then I take the phone, I'm like, Steven, Steve Rogers Steven. here. Steve Rogers here. We do have a rather uh, interesting situation. I, I think that Mark may have buried the lead by focusing on your uh, Eye of Agamotto and, you know, kind of glossing over the fact that we, we have a multiple... Modoc situation we're trying to deal with, hmm. uh, and it's it's it involves aim and parallel dimensions and different Modocs, and it, it's it's quite a situation. We're at Coney Island. Is there any chance that you could lend us a few minutes of your time and, and drop by? I'm trying to decide if you're Mark putting on a voice, or you actually found a way to get drunk. No, this is it's it's crazy. I I understand. I I relate some you know, quick story like a team-up that only me and him had. Remember that time we went to, you know, the the crossroads so that I could help you get your a piece of your cloak back and you didn't want anybody to know about it? Yeah, I didn't want anybody to know about it, but I'm clearly not on speakerphone, but that's a very big cell phone that Mark has. Yeah, well, I kind of whispered that. Mm. Like Steve, I, obviously I don't want you to surrender a powerful artifact to this MODOK variant, but uh, we're hoping that just its presence can move things forward. All right, Cap, go ahead and roll a persuasion check for me. Cap's good at that. I'll give you a plus two for Moon Knight's aiding. I'm honestly surprised that's a plus. <laughs> All right, persuasion. Here we go. Ooh, that's not good. I'll spend a hero point. Or a luck, I'll spend a luck point for hero. Right. Oh! <laughs> I'll spend a hero point to reroll. Awesome. That does become a 16, because you rolled underneath a 10, and plus 2 for uh, Moon Knight is 18, but that's still not enough. Okay, I'm going to roll again. Still not enough. 17. So that's a 17. Does he still get the plus 10? No, no because it... the dice. Oh, you get the best, so the 18 is what you'll get. Alright. Steve... Is my doctor strange? I don't know if I have loaded on the table here. I've come to bargain. Doctor Strange is pretty good at bargaining. Alright, here we go. <laughs> I rolled an 18. You are the attacker. You win. Okay. So, Doctor Strange sort of lets out a heavy sigh. He's like, okay. Alright, since you're Captain America, I will come down to Coney Island, but this makes us even for that crossroads thing. More than fair. Thanks, Steve. And uh, as you start to hang up the phone, the little red circle appears beside Moon Knight, and he steps through. And he looks at the uh, he looks at the Modoc with the giant exclamation point over his head and just sighs and shakes his head and looks down. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here either. Uh, this is the hey, I I raise one finger up to Doctor Strange <laughs> and show it to him. <laughs> Scott, good to see you again. You know, Moon Knight. I'm not sure if you've met Drac, Doctor. But uh, he's a staunch ally. This is about the fourth or fifth. Modoc variant that we have dealt with today. It appears to be some kind of 
quest giver. Uh, I'm not quite sure what's going on, but to, to move this forward, seems like combat or defeating it is not the, the answer. We must satisfy its desires. It wants Vibranium, a web shooter, and the Eye of Agamotto. All right. And you see as Strange appears uh, before the MODOK, the exclamation point turns into a question mark above his head. Hmm. And uh, Strange will lift up the eye and say, this is not for you to keep, creature. And he'll look at the rest of you like, okay. Your guess is as good as ours. He wants the rest of his things, right? And I'll hand over the shield. I'll give you a web shooter. Perfect. Modoc with a Q will sort of pick up all those things with a glittering purple telekinetic field. We'll bring them all together, and he will sort of rattle and shake and vibrate for a second, and a bag pops out of his chair that he will hand over to Captain America. Okay, I'll take the bag. And you see a few things within the bag. Uh, the bag, it seems to expand uh, unnaturally large. You reach in, you find your shield once again. You find the Eye of Akimoto, you find the web shooters, and you find a set of coordinates that looks like it feeds into a MODOK chair. Ah, I hand those coordinates over to Modob. I hand Doctor Strange back his Eye of Akimoto, take my shield, and I, I don't know, guess give the web shooter back to you. Yeah, man. And uh, if you look closely, you see on all those objects, there's a plus one engraved very tiny on, on somewhere on the object. Oh. Wow, okay. And Modok will say, Thank you, brave adventurers. Please return tomorrow to continue your quest. Alright, so it just stays there? Yeah, it just stays there. It's floating around. Alright, I'm gonna radio shield and be like, I, I need I need to retrieve basically a Modok and I need it delivered to uh, and I give him Hank Pym's coordinates. Hank Pym does not want this. Oh, would that not help his Okay. No, I mean, he'll take it, but he's not hes not going to be happy receiving a MODOK in the mail. Okay, well, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't want it just floating around. I'll call Hank, I guess, and be like, uh, would a MODOK help you? Because we have a MODOK just kind of floating around. I don't know what to do with it. Well, I might be able to read his quantum energy signature and see if I can match his universe up with him. All right. Is he dangerous? Uh, I, I don't think so. That's I a, think he. I think he wants to. He'll want to play with you. Find that vague answer vague and unconvincing. Yeah, have Shield send him over. I'll. I'll take a look at him. Okay. Right, right. And uh, Doctor Strange will say, "I'm gonna go now." Okay. You'll have fun with this. It's my day off. Thanks. Wow, everybody's taking days off. All right. Thanks for your help. We're not you, Captain America. We don't live at work. Nope. Captain America lives to work. Steven, we still on for golf next Tuesday. You know what? If you can come to the Dark Dimension next Tuesday, we'll play golf. Moon Knight. I'll see what I can do. I believe you will make your way there. Give Clea and Wong our best. Yeah. And he'll, uh, he'll sort of spin himself out of this out of this ridiculous scene. Well, team, that was bizarre. This whole day has been bizarre. Uh, Modob quits shaking and spasming as he finalizes the triangulation. He says, I found it. I found the last brother. My last brother with a C. The mental organism designed only for cloning. It's his fault for all of this. Modok and cloning does not bode well. Where where is this final Modok? He has a cloning facility, and he sort of he puts his fingers up to his temples, you know, far out on the other side of his chair. He says, "I." It's underneath Avengers Mansion. The facility is underneath Avengers Mansion. He kind of looks at all of you. 
like Avengers Mansion in your universe, where you where it would be in your universe, or our Avengers Mansion? Your Avengers Mansion. That doesn't make any. It's deep underground. Sort of sort of holds his hands out. I can get us there. There's a sewer access point nearby, but we'll have to find a manhole big enough for my head. It's not going to be easy. I point at Moon Knight. Like you probably have the best knowledge of the of the city streets. Do you know any kind of access like that for him? I know of a way in for him, but well, it's not pretty. And he sort of he explains that it's one of the one of the like drainage tunnels that leads into leads into a waterway that would be the best way to get Modoc or uh, Modob into the underground. Hmm. Scott, at, at one time, Hank Pym would use Pym particles to shrink or grow things. Do you, do you have anything like that that could temporarily reduce um, it? Let me see. Scott, you think you might be able to uh, to modify your shrinking discs to work on Modob? You're able to reduce his head to a normal size. I hate that image very much. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a big old chair with a little tiny Modoc head in it. I was picturing a little tiny head, like a normal-sized head, still in the chair with really extra small arms and legs, floating <laughs> around at eye height. Yeah, <laughs> like a yeah, Modoc tadpole. Yeah, Modoc is just bizarre. He's always been bizarre. Speaking of that, that cartoon on Hulu is getting good reviews. So I just don't have Hulu to check it out. Oh, cool! I'm excited to uh, I'm excited to watch it. Evidently, it's super funny. Um, well, when all else fails, I might be able to make the hole a little bigger. Yeah, let's. Uh, uh, I can only affect objects. I'm not sure I can affect something living. Yeah, you can. Um, you can modify it with a technology check. Technology check. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you don't think a 13 is going to do it. Um, you don't think it's impossible, but maybe if you uh, spend a luck point or a hero point to re-roll, you might be able to succeed on this. Okay, I'll spend a luck point. Perfect. Go ahead and re-roll. There we go. 19 is going to do it. So, Scott, you start tinkering with the shrinking disc, and you remove that safety feature that Hank put in there, you know, because sometimes when you shrink things and grow things that don't have an Ant-Man containment suit, they go a little nuts. Um, but you take that off, and you think that you'll be able to use it on Modop. He's always been a cautious Nancy anyway. There's no need for that. It's not like Modop will go crazy. Um, I don't know if I can make take you back to regular size, Modop, but hey, be careful. I will be careful, Ant-Man. Thank you for your assistance. You are a hero among heroes. And he'll put his little hand on your shoulder. <laughs> With his little sword. And uh, he'll go down the manhole first if uh, if nobody else is going to go down. I'll go. Perfect. Uh, just a yada yada a little bit. You all sort of make your way through these sewers down deeper and deeper into the depths of New York City until you come into this sort of glowing blue laboratory section. You see at the far end of the room are two fairly standard-looking MODOKs. The one in the center of the room is wearing a white lab coat. And is pulling a number of levers and doing a number of things. He's got some vials and syringes. You see some AIM beekeepers walking around tending these big cloning vats. And at the far end of the room, you see what you think is your MODOK chained up in a laser cage. And there are a number of tubes and vials attached to him that seem to be drawing uh, DNA from MODOK with a K. And MODOK with a C will lift up his goggles and look your way as you all 
enter his laboratory. All right, so to be clear, our Modoc appears to be here under duress. Yes, this okay. uh, this one with the blue dot appears to be your Modoc. Avengers, as much as I hate to say it, Modoc is a victim here and must be rescued. All right, then. I'm going to let out a, uh, a good old-fashioned Avengers assemble and fling my shield at some beekeepers. Awesome. Let's go ahead and roll for initiative. Ooh. Do I get a... Is this a new scene? Would I get another hero point back? Uh, this is a new scene. I'll go ahead and deal you a hero... Deal everybody a hero point. And all of your uh, bruises fall off as well. What is it that I'm always going last? Yeah, I didn't do... I didn't roll very well either. Okay, I'm not going last. <laughs> yeah, the Modocs don't usually roll very well. <laughs> so you said there were... Uh, there were two cloned Modocs in the Modi, or just well, what's the setup again? I'm making sure I understand. Uh, just Modoc with a C, some A and B keepers, and then Modoc with a K. Okay. And this is underneath our mansion. Yes. Yep. And turn. So I'm gonna go on and add everybody's turn real quick. I forgot to tell you guys to click on your tokens, but I can add it in. It's cool. I can add it in manually. Captain America got a ten. Ant Man got a six. Moon Knight got a 16. And I think that's everybody. Yeah, we've got the Beekeepers, Drax, Moon Knight, Modob, Modoc with a K, Captain America, Ant-Man, Modoc with a 4. Or Modoc with a C. The Beekeepers all turn and see all of you entering in. Oh no, the Avengers are here! These four are going to come up over here, and they're going to start interacting with a couple of these terminals. These four are going to open fire on Moon Knight. Pew, 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 pew. They get a 20 to hit your dodge DC, Moon Knight. My dodge DC, I believe, is 20. Let me double check. It is, yes. So please give me a toughness versus a 20. That's the bruising of days if you want to keep it, Moon Knight. I'll keep it, yeah. All right, so the beekeepers just open fire with the other laser guns, and Moon Knight, you just catch a big volley of fire. I think you were probably surprised by them. This group will shoot at Ant-Man with a 23 to hit your dodge DC, Ant-Man. Okay, so you have an 8 on your dodge. You have an 18 for your dodge DC. Please give me a toughness save. Ant-Man versus DC 20. Alright, you're fine. The lasers hit into your armored suit, but they don't do any damage. And then this group of AIM agents starts messing with these tubes. Pushing buttons and activating computer terminals and the like. Drax, you're up. Alright. Um, Drax is just gonna run out and head for the ones um, to the to the right. The lower ones on the map. So like awesome. here. And draw the knives and jab at a couple of them. Oh no, wait, I'm just a guy. So is that a stabbing roll? That is a stabbing roll. Oh no, they get stabbed real good. Uh eighteen is the difference of nine, so you'll take two of them out, Drax. What happens? I think he just he he comes in and whirling around kind of chops a couple of their their rifles in half, you know, knocks one of them over, that kind of thing. Awesome. Perfect. And then after Drax is Moon Knight. So I can only do either an action or a move, correct? Correct. Yep. So I think in Reflex, Moon Knight will then throw out, uh, he'll throw out four Moon Rangs, one to each of these gangs. Awesome. Sounds great to me. So that becomes a 16 to hit, which is still enough to hit the aim agents. You're on a DC 19, so the first group fails by one. 
the second group fails by one, third group fails by one, uh, fourth group fails by three. So first group loses a member, second group loses a member, third group loses a member, fourth group loses three members. What happens midnight? After being riddled with laser fire, he just takes and like swings his cape in front of him. And again, as he swings his cape, it sort of flings out these moon rings that just crack these guys and knock them unconscious. Love it. And then your daze drops off at the end of the round. All right. Modab. Modab will say, Cap, Cap with me. We'll go after Modok. And he rockets over with his thrusters to land next to Modok. And he will wait for Captain America to get over there to help. Modok with a K will sort of druggedly look up to all of you and say, Oh no, the Avengers are here now. Ugh. This doesn't concern you. <laughs> this is an internal squabble with Modok and me. We're concerned about even the likes of you, Modok. Set tight. We'll have you out of here. I know quite well what it's like to argue with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Modok will sit tight. He can't do anything until something. Yeah, that's all he's going to do. Yeah, I unintentionally made a joke. Set tight. <laughs> I'm going to do that Inspire again. Will that give, will, since Modob is an ally, will he get Inspired as well? He will. Okay, I'm going to spend a hero point. I'm going to say, I believe that if we could stop this one, we'll have put an end to this foolishness and can have Hank sort it all out. Let's give 200%, people. So I'll do that. I'll spend a point to Inspire. Everybody will get plus four until my next turn. And awesome. then I'll move, it, I'll move as uh, far as I can towards the back since Modob specifically requested my help. Yeah, you can get right up there. Uh, you can get right up there next to Modob. That's what I shall do, sir. Let me spend this point. So everybody, you get you get plus four on all of your D20 rolls, not just attack. So that will move Modob in initiative to after Cap. So Cap, you land next to Modob, and he looks over at you, he gives you a thumbs up, and he says, that was an excellent speech, Cap. I'm afraid I have something I have to tell you, though. Oh, no. <laughs> I am not the mental organism designed only for bravery. I'm the mental organism designed only for betrayal! And he goes in to try and stab you. Of course, your, your sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> he will not get the plus four bonus, because he's not your ally anymore. But he does get a 27 to hit your parry DC. Ouch, that's going to hit. I have a 22, so I need to roll toughness, right? Yep, toughness versus a 28. Uh, so that's it's a bruise in the days. All right, I have to take it. I don't have any points. Yeah, he stabs you real good in the ribs. Oof! And uh, his knightly appearance turns into a wicked sneer, snare, sneer, sneer. Blah. Words are hard. He snares me with his sneer. Yes. Ant Man, you're up. Can I get to our Modoc and see if I can set him free? Yeah. Yeah, you can shrink down and fly over there. Um, okay. You've got enough movement in with your Antony flight that you can get over there. I'm kind of sad. I, I liked Chipper Brave Modoc. I liked him too. It's too bad so many words start with B that are brave and betrayal. Yes. But it wouldn't be the comic books if we didn't have a dramatic, melodramatic thing going on. Okay, so. Ant Man, go ahead and give me a technology check to try and set Modoc with a K for you. Ant Man, good job. Uh, 25, you are able to take the shield down around Modok with your standard action this round. And since you set him free, he will spring into action after your turn. 
Oh, which okay. this is the end of your turn since you did the standard action to the technology check and the move action to get over here. So Modok with a K will sort of fly out of the chair, ripping the tubes out of his body as he goes, spilling Mountain Dew green blood everywhere. See, um, mm, yummy. Floats up into the air and he says, I will show you all why I am the mental organism designed only for killing. And he's going to try and zap all of the aim agents. And it's perception range, so he doesn't have to roll to hit. I just wanted to see what the DC was. DC 28. As we all strangely find ourselves rooting for Modoc. That's a will save for the aim agents. So first group, second group, third group, fourth group. Yeah, it's a DC 28, so I think that'll destroy the rest of the groups after Moon Knight's onslaught. There might be one aim agent left. Yeah, there's one left. No play. Yeah, as he floats up into the air and this cascading wave of purple energy descends upon the aim agents and they scream, holding their heads, their hands to the side of their heads and fall down, twitching and spasming. Modok nods and looks at Modok with a C. Modok, looks like uh, looks like you got this, man. We'll catch you later. I told you this was my business. <laughs> Modok with a C will look at his sea of annihilated minions and say it does not matter. I have everything I need to create my army of brothers. And uh, he will zap Modok with a K with a mind blast. Which will hit Modok with a K. DC 28 will save. Did you bring the popcorn? Modok takes a bruise. The last aim agent is just going to crap his pants and throw down his gun and run away. Good career move. <laughs> I'm going to go be a Doombot again. That was a better career choice. Drax, you're up. All right. Drax kind of stands up over the, the pile of unconscious agents, glares up at, at Modob, and just screams, betrayal will not be tolerated. And like just flat out runs at him and goes to just pitchfork him with both blades beautiful so stubbing he's softer on the inside Drax yeah but this one's just regular head size size now so yeah gonna iracorn him with the oh he's still trunk isn't he yeah ooh Drax's knives are big so that's a 24 will hit DC 27 on the toughness save for Modob Modob gets a bruise in a daze uh, what happens, Drax, that you run up and hurt him pretty bad? I think, yeah, he comes up and just goes to stab him and, and pinballs him around some assorted things that are kind of in the immediate vicinity, maybe a workstation or something. You know, bounces him around a little bit, maybe slices up his, his cape or whatever it was that he had mm -hmm. when he was being brave. Now I have a torn cape. Now you know I'm a villain. Or I'm at the end of an Arkham Asylum game. Good attack, Drax. Modop was going to say something quippy, but then you beat the crap out of him, so he's going to keep it to himself. Moon Knight. I'm in favor of that outcome. Oh, Moon Knight, you might be on mute. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. So Moon Knight is going to... Moon Knight feels that the Modob and... The, the current situation with the Modoc with a C and Modob has been taken care of. And so he is going to come over to beside Modoc with a K just in case things were to go sideways. And we'll chuck Moonrangs at both Modob and Modoc with a C. Awesome. So you'll just click uh, Moonrang and you'll get a minus yeah, two. Yeah, I was roll. getting there. Sorry. 
No worries. So 23 will hit both of them. I'll roll Mo Dob first versus DC 19. He's got a bruise right now. Uh, he gets a 21, so he's not hurt. And then Modoc, the C, is not hurt at the moment. Now, doesn't the Modob get the minus two from the bruise, though? Yes, he does. Or, it's, it's already factored in. Ah, okay. Yep, I've got an injury tab back here. Uh, Modoc with a C gets a six, gets a 24. So the Moon Ranks both go in, they hit the Modobs, and they sort of bounce off. Modob blocks it with his little shield, and Modoc with a C just no-sells it. Is there anything else you want to do, Moon Knight? I think that'll be his turn. Captain America, you've just been stabbed. Yeah, not happy about it. Drax, take a Modoc handle R, and I say it with quotes, friend here. And I will shield bash him. My face. <laughs> That's the only part of me you can hit. What negatives do I get? Because I, I took a bruise and a what else? A daze. Um, so no penalties to hit or damage or anything like that. It's just you can only take a move or a standard action. Okay. Uh, I smacked him with a 31. It's a critical hit. So that's going to give a plus 5 DC to make it a 28. Oh, no. Modop rolls a 19. So he will also take a bruise in a daze. So what happens? I smack him with the shield. And he he flies over and bounces off our Modoc And then kind of wobbles back in front of me. Awesome. And then your days drops off at the end of your round cap. I'm I'm saddened by your betrayal, friend. What a Modoc. You had given me hope that things could be different in other places. Or was that a lie too? That was a lie too. You're just as boring as here as you are there. Although Drax understands metaphors where I come from, so that was a fun, refreshing t- twist. And uh, Modoc will throw his shield at you. <laughs> nice. Oh, he rolls a natural one, though, so that's a miss no matter what. So he checks the shield, it flies off, it clatters to the ground, it does not bounce back to him. Leave that to the experts, imposter. There's that spoiled again. Ant-Man. Are you at all familiar with the Thanos theory? I am familiar with the Thanos theory. <laughs> I've been waiting to try the Thanos theory. I think this is as good a time as any. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> but the um, Thanos theory is the right circumstance. You can drop anybody with a snap. I mean, what, what's what's the Thanos theory? It's an Ant-Man specific Thanos theory. Ah. <laughs> um, which orifice are you going to try to get into, Ant-Man? <laughs> um. <laughs> Things that you never thought you'd get to say as a human. An ear. Okay. Oh, no. So is this like how in an alternate timeline green arrow and the atom beat dark side is it something like that yeah it's real bad it's real gross <laughs> um okay so you're gonna get are you getting into modok with a c or modob modob okay um okay so we're gonna call this we're just gonna call this a we're gonna do a power attack on your giant sized um unarmed so basically you'll roll your unarmed we'll subtract five from your to hit to add five to your damage Okay. So if you go to your giant sheet and press unarmed, we'll flavor it that way. Oh no, 22 will hit DC 32 toughness save from Modob. Who, and I will stress again, is just regular human head-sized at this point. (laughs) He's probably not going to remain regular human head-sized, if I had to guess. (laughs) 32, here we go. 
Ten. Yeah. Um, what happens, Scott? Modub. Um, Scott disappears, <laughs> and then he giant-sized Scott reappears, and everybody gets Modub all over them. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I can confirm that's the worst thing that's ever happened to Modop. <laughs> all the times I've run this game. See, this is why I love comic books. I start, I looked up the Thanos theory, and the headline I found is Avengers Endgame, why Ant-Man would die in Thanos' butt. It just doesn't get any better. Modok is shocked. Both Modoks <laughs> are shocked. <laughs> Modok with a K is like, maybe I should try to hire him for AIM. <laughs> so wait a minute. So you just did you erupt Modoc with a C? What happened here? Or Modoc R? Uh, you defeated Modob by expanding within him. Yep. Well, yeah, he he, he he flew into Modob's ear and then became giant size from the inside of his head. We are now a Modoc. We are now a Marvel Max comic. Okay, I'm alright. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I I I that's the only reason. Well, that and maybe I could spy on Captain Marvel in the shower. That's the only reason I play Ant-Man. <laughs> Scott, what have you done? We do not... We, we, we're we not killers. Captain America is absolutely like horrified. Scott Lang is the plastic man of the DC of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> He's just like, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, Captain America is like just, you know, <laughs> incredulous and horrified. Ugh! Modok doesn't know what to do to follow that up. He's going to fire a laser beam. Modok with a C. Uh, he'll hit. DC 28. 13. That'll be a stagger for Modok with a C. I'm stunned. Um, Modok with a C is going to attempt to mind blast everybody in the room. So everybody give me a will save, please. And then you're looking for a 28. Oh. I'm going to spend a hero point and re-roll that, even though I don't really have much of a chance. Leaving you tracks. Spend them if you got them. You can't take them home. There's no prize at the end for having the most. Yep. And that becomes a 22, though, Drax. Yeah. Exact same roll. So, Cap will take a bruise. Moon Knight will take a bruise in a daze. Giant Male will take a bruise. Drax will take a bruise in a daze. Oh, and I should roll for regular Modok. Regular Modok will take a bruise in a daze. As Modok with a C kind of holds his hands up and the whole. The whole lab is bathed in this glittering purple light as he seeks into your brains and clenches his little fists and all of you sort of get piercing headaches and nosebleeds. That's a nice supervillain moment. Right? Drax, you're up. All right, so I only get a move or an attack, correct? Correct. You are in melee range of Modoc with a C, though. So. All right, because I noticed I have it on my powers this healing factor wouldn't come into play here, correct? Um, does it say regeneration? Does it have a number beside it? It says regenerate from damage once every two rounds. Okay, so that damage just happened. If you had damage from the previous round, that would fall off. Okay. And it falls off bruises to worse. So your okay. least damaging effect to your most damaging effect. Okay, so I can't do what I was going to do. So I think Drax just kind of shakes his head and just lunges at 
Modoc with a C with the knives because it's really all he's got because awesome. he can't move. So that would be a stabbiness check. A stabbing check. 21 will hit. Actually, Mod I, I should have asked before I did it. I can't spend a hero point to get a move and an attack when I'm dazed, correct? Uh, you can do that. Um, you can use a, You can spend a hero point to use extra effort to get an additional action in a round, yes. Okay. Can we rewind then that then, and I will do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay. So let me do that. And what I want to instead do is I want to move kind of past him, and as I move past, grab a leg and just swing him around into the wall behind us. Awesome. Ouch. So unarmed? So, yeah, go ahead and make that an unarmed check. And then can I also use both power attack and all-out attack at that? Yeah, you sure can. That would uh, subtract up to five from your parry and dodge to add up to five damage, basically. Uh, okay. Because you're using the all-out attack to offset the accuracy penalty of power attack. So, yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll do all five. Awesome. Oh, you still rolled a 28 to hit, so that's cool. Um, so that'll be a DC 30 type of save. Mm -hmm. Back with a C. And he'll roll a 13 and get his second stagger. What happens, Drax, as you take him down? I Drax just kind of gets up, shakes his head, wipes the blood off from under his nose, steps past him, grabs his ankles, and then just kind of in, in a motion as he keeps moving, just spins and swings him around like a giant club and bashes him into the wall right behind us. And Modoc just kind of makes whatever modoc -y sounds he makes and slumps to the floor my glasses you broke my glasses <laughs> perfect um modoc with a k will look at all of you like is this a mexican standoff what are we doing i'm going to assume that you are minding your own business in all of this and let you go assuming that you help hank pym send these other modocs back to where they came from obviously world is it big enough for more than one modoc for once you're a victim and there is no crime I'm aware of that you have committed. I committed the crime of minding my business. Yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, in the Marvel world, I'm sure there's like 8 million warrants out for your arrest, but we'll just assume you're a victim this time around. Moon Knight is looking into these chambers to make sure there isn't any other MODOKs. Um, each of these chambers has a MODOK in it. A various, a various form, a various progression through the birthing process of a MODOK. You see a couple of MODOK tadpoles, a couple of MODOK first getting their first chairs, a bunch of just various sizes and shapes. Do they have consciousness or are these just... It looks like some of them are close enough to finish that they could have been unleashed as extra bad guys if you all hadn't finished the aim minion so fast. Okay, this is too big for us. We're going to have to let S.H.I.E.L.D. sort this out. Oh, Cap, I love you. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, yeah, we're just going to give S.H.I.E.L.D. an army of MODOKs that they can shape and mold to their own whims. Who else can we... I mean, we can't just kill them. No, I mean, that that's what Cap would do, but I feel like Nick Fury would be like, you know, we should probably have a couple of MODOKs in case we need one. Yeah. Call him Hank up and asking him to show up. He's got work to do. I mean, we don't, we can't send them back to another dimension. If they were, if they didn't seem to have any sentience at all, just destroy them. MODOKs like, if you want me to kill him, Cap, I can do that. No, that's okay. All life, even MODOK life, is valuable. He says, staring daggers at Ant Man. Yeah, he's not happy with Ant-Man. If, if this was a campaign, there would be very interesting repercussions from that. You got two guys that use blades. 
<laughs> what are you talking about? And and Moon Knight pulls out one of his moon rings and like very <laughs> very pointedly shows you they're blunted on the end. Huh. We never intentionally kill. Ever. Where are the sharp ones at, Mark? Or does the other crazy carry those? As a role-playing maneuver, it was very <laughs> cool. As an Avengers maneuver, it was, uh, let's just say, against type. Uh, actually, the Avengers don't have a code against killing. Cat might, but... Yeah, Cat, I understand where you're coming from, but yeah. This is funny. Um, um, what about the Chitauri? <laughs> hey, aliens don't matter. <laughs> oh, hey. Now the we're in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, they'll kill. But in the the comic, the regular mainstream mm-hmm. Marvel comics, they would they would not go out of their way to kill. Yeah, there's one scene in the Avengers movie that cracks me up, where Cap just throws a guy off the helicarrier who's just mind controlled by Loki. I'm like, why right. would Cap just kill that guy? Yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they're more like the Ultimates. You know, they're more like soldiers getting the job done. Um, so yeah, uh, Shield will come down and deal with the Modoc cloning facility underneath Avengers Mansion. Um, Which that's yeah, boggling. It's like, how did that even happen? Lots of lots of stuff to talk about at the next meeting. Mm-hmm. Tony directed all the sensors up instead of down. That was the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and you all take the various Modocs who are still alive. Modoc with a K, with a Q, with an X. Um, another Avengers team went and got Modos. A mental organism designed only for smashing, who is a Hulk-sized head on a Modoc-sized body. Is he green? He is green. <laughs> well, I'm glad we went to the quest Modoc because that was a nice change of pace from just a slugfest. But uh, I do like that idea. And uh, you all, with Hank Pym's help, send them all home to their various dimensions to go bother those Avengers. Yes. And. Uh, uh, that's all I got. That's the end of the adventure. You all saved the day. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, very nice. Yeah. I haven't laughed so hard at an RPG in a long time. Yeah, that was fun. It was a great setup. Great, great, uh, great setup. Great moments. Uh, good. It felt like a Marvel story. Uh, great. You have a great handle on Modoc. You know, Modoc. His combination of threat and goofiness. So, because um, he can be quite the threat, but he's just inherently goofy. So you did a, did a good job. And I honestly, I did not see the sudden but inevitable betrayal coming. I was sold. Uh, he tried so hard. <laughs> yeah, I might have to rewrite the adventure where Modob doesn't betray everybody because I do like I do like Modob as the hero helping everybody out. Yeah, he's so eager. Yeah. yeah. It was really funny. I, I ran this game for a group that had Peter Parker and Iron Man, and they were playing them like Rick and Morty. Oh, funny. <laughs> so Parker was like, I don't know, Mr. Stark, I think this is a bad idea. And Modob almost one-shot him. He almost killed him <laughs> in the betrayal moment. Nice. Wow. And Spider-Man spent the whole rest of the fight just running from Modob instead of participating. <laughs> <laughs> but it kept Modob distracted. He wasn't bothering anybody else because he was like, I can kill, I can kill Parker. Parker. So, so would this qualify as one of your, how should we say it, more unusual assemblies of Avengers for this adventure, or not really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a very unusual team for this uh, for this outing. <laughs> I've never had Moon Knight before. I'm glad I got, uh, I'm glad I built a Moon Knight. I had to go in and fix his truncheon because it can do, it's also his grappling hook and stuff, so it would be, would be cool to re, rebuild Moon Knight. Moon Knight is one of those characters that I've always sort of 
really enjoyed him. But when he is when he is Moon Knight, it's hard to play the other personalities. Mm-hmm. I would think in maybe a longer running campaign, he would play out better with the other personalities. But when he's in the Moon Knight, it is very much he is uh, he is the servant of um, of Anshu. Yeah, and and that is what he's doing at this time. Yeah, my last team that went through here was Captain Marvel, Daredevil, Mantis, and Scarlet Witch. So they still had a um, a loan from the Guardians. So, I yeah. think that well, I, I mean, is a teensy overpower. <laughs> well, the, I mean that giant stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if well, that, I mean the thing is, a lot of heroes are really super powerful if they don't pull their punches, mm-hmm. right? Like Superman should smush everybody into chunky salsa, but he pulls his punches, you know, kind of thing. So, and then the funny thing is, is Giant Man's giant strength is, I mean, the DC is the same as Drax's regular attacks, so everybody's balanced to each other. Um, it's just, it's fun to have a bunch of utility with with Ant Man because he can do small and big. Plus, he's got the technological. So, no. yeah. Well, I think the thing is, it, it's really just kind of the. What do you want to say? It's, it's the way Jeff played him as much as anything else. You know, he used abilities in combination, which, yeah, okay, maybe it does feel a little, but if you nerf the abilities, then the abilities don't feel appropriately scaled. Yeah. And uh, Jeff didn't use any of the... Um, he has a few ant abilities. Like, he can use ants to uh, create things or use ants to... He's got bullet ant bites as an affliction that he can drop bullet Oh, that was on the way. I almost I almost suggested having uh, saying, "Hey, yeah, man, send a bunch of ants in to plug to plug up Modob's ears at the uh, mm. when Mo- yeah when he was under the sway of the music." That would have been a great idea, but also made me really uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> probably more comfortable than getting uh, exploded from the inside. Um, yeah. Well, for next up, I was going. What are those ants that chew wire? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to summon. I was going to summon a swarm of them and <laughs> and sick them on Modok. <laughs> In the uh, for the Modok that gives quests, how have other teams handled those three items? Uh, the items usually change depending on which heroes are around. Um, I got to the um, vibranium one. I only ever bring out when there's somebody who actually has vibranium handy, like Cap or Black Cap. Panther. What's or, funny? Um, I didn't even think about the shield. Everybody else did. It didn't even. I didn't even cross my line. <laughs> I was thinking, out of character, I was like, "All these three items are so ridiculous to try to bring together that we we have to deceive him or something." Or yeah, that's down. worked too. Yeah, that's worked before. Um, yeah, because I he can that. he can taste for fakes, but he's not very good at it. So yeah, well, I, was I just gonna, yeah, go ahead. No, I just appreciate the fact that now. Doctor Strange has the Eye of Agamotto and on the back of it there's a little plus plus one. one. (laughs) Um, One group saw that people who were lower level had to get less ridiculous things so they went and they found somebody at Coney Island to go up and ask him for a quest. Oh funny. Because like regular people he just wanted like a hot dog with chili on it or a teddy bear from the the game at Coney Island. Oh well that's a big hint because you get scanned before you get asked for yeah that's a pretty big hint. I just like him. I also have a Modop who is uh, the mental organism's dying only for puzzles, but I like to do that at in person rather than online because I'll I'll put out I'll put out something that's like there's four differences in between these two pictures 
what are the differences, and that's what the puzzle were once once solved. Right. See, we need to run this campaign again, and next time, Shane, you can play Modop, a Modoc only or a mental organism only designed for puns. I'm I'm okay with that. I can I can do that. Well, that's the that's the logical sequel to this adventure is into the Modoc verse, where everybody's a different yeah. Modoc. I read that. Who's <laughs> been oh, brought together for some reason to stop? I don't know, Galactus. Um, something. But like the Modoc Galactus. Do X Men characters go to the Mojo verse? Do the X Men get Mojo instead of Modoc? Um, I haven't done an X Men specific version of it, but I do have uh, roll ups for X Men. Mm. I actually haven't run an X-Men adventure before. I have one based on the movie continuity, but then the movies sort of stopped being great. So I, I just... Oh, I no, you I gotta like to uh, Little X-Men. You need a Little X-Men adventure. Oh, <laughs> X-Babies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually do DC. Uh, DC is my primary bent, but I like, I like the Avengers. I like the X-Men. I like the Guardians. I love doing Guardian stories. I have a Guardians of the Galaxy, the Hangover Adventure, where they wake up in jail after a night of raucous drinking and to retrace their steps to prove their innocence. Nice. <laughs> have you ever done a show. classic Guardians, or do you always do the sort of MCU Guardians? I usually just do the MCU Guardians. I've thought about doing classic Guardians, and my Mantis build has some elements of comics Mantis, so she's a little less useless than in the movies. Like, she's got the martial arts abilities, and she's got right. a couple of a uh, couple of other things that comic mantis can do yeah in the movie she's basically just like that empath kind of put mm -hmm. people to sleep kind of creature character yeah and i really want to do i really want to do a doctor strange multiverse adventure with a bunch of sorcerers from marvel because i think that'd be fun yeah well, like give you like doctor strange doctor druid who else are you gonna do scarlet witch yeah scarlet witch maybe that's that's been my hold up is there's not as many sorcerers in uh Brother Voodoo, DC. There are, but they seem to get introduced and then people forget about them. But if you dig through the history, there's a lot of them out there. Yeah, I'd probably have Loki there too as a PC. I I really enjoy the idea that Moon Knight, as as Mark Spector, has the phone number of like every every rich person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe on speed dial. Is that something you came up with, or is that from the comics? That is something I came up with, but I yeah. would imagine I would imagine him being who he is and how his personality, how that particular personality is. Right. That would be something he would have, because I always imagine Mark Spector as being this like Bruce Wayne is understated. Mark Spector is not understated. Mark Spector drives a fancy car and is like wears expensive suits and just flaunts his wealth. Whereas like Bruce is like, oh, I have wealth. I don't flaunt it. I go to parties every now and again. Like Mark is like, no, I'm rich. <laughs> you need, if you want to laugh, you need to read uh, the Punisher Moon Knight talk. What, It'll make that? you laugh out loud. Huh? How long ago was that? Like what? Oh, it's it's old, but it's yeah. it, if you if you Google Punisher Moon Knight, it's the only thing that'll come up. It's hilarious. All right, I'll check it and out. You would think that nobody would talk to the Punisher that way, but Moon Knight does. Well, Moon Knight's crazy. <laughs> I mean, <that's... laughs> no, this is this is beyond crazy. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, well, I have to say that you know, for being my first experience with Supers game, I was I quite enjoyed myself. So yeah, it was very, very good. 
That was very good. I'm glad you guys had fun. That makes that makes me happy. Yeah, makes and I'm it. not just everyone's always like, oh, that was fun, thanks. But no, it was, it was legitimately fun. So I was I'm impressed with uh, both your GMing skills and the system. I'm biased, but I really like uh, I really like Mutants Masterminds. I feel like it gives you the chance to have some of that crunch and a chance to have some of that narrative, and yeah, it can match it can match the group that you're playing. Yeah, it was a good mix of mechanics and, and narrative. So I was very impressed with the combats were not a slog. I said to Steve um, after the last session that I would really like to run this or play in this in a longer running setting where you have maybe four or five, six sessions because I think it would really play to that really well. I like how it's not strictly moment to moment. It does allow for the narrative and it does allow for the sto- like the story to develop. And I really like that in this system. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I was going to say, just before we get all signed out or anything, any of you that, that help, you know, be it Shane, Alex, well, Steve and I obviously have the show. Jeff, I don't know if, if you have anything, but if y'all have anything you want to, like, plug at the end of things or whatever, wouldn't mind giving you a, a minute or two to, to throw that on. But I think um, Alex was mentioning a new initiative with Mutants and Masterminds. I forget what it was called. The um... Yeah, the Summer of Starhaven is what we've got going on right now. We, for the next few months, will be detailing a preserver ruin on Jupiter's moon Europa that has become a home for aliens displaced from the destruction of the Lore Republic. And anybody who's a member of the Eminem Patreon is going to have a lot of chance to interact with us. Um, we're adding four new supervillains, and three of them are being come up with by me, Steve, and Crystal, but we have room for a fourth one that's going to be created by committee by the Patreon and we're also allowing the Patreon members to vote on the government of Starhaven. So there's going to be a lot of fun stuff related to that. And then we have a we have a wonderful uh, book being put together that you'll be able to collect and have adventures on Starhaven or how to run adventures on Starhaven. And the last part of that book will be the adventure I wrote, Siege of Starhaven. So that'll be a perfect adventure to get you started on this moon colony as you're trying to figure out your heroes and stuff. Uh, also, as always, please... Check out the Untold Stories Project, where I'm the executive producer. We do a live stream every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I play Mutants and Masterminds uh, set in the primary setting of Mutants and Masterminds Earth Prime. Uh, We're going through the mega event Nether War right now, and that's 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard every Monday. So that I was going to ask you, so does so Mutants and Masterminds has a default setting like you know the Marvel Universe or the DC Universe or something Mm -hmm. like that? Okay. Yeah, but it is the uh, Earth Prime universe, or some people call it the Freedomverse, uh, because Freedom City is the primary city of Earth Prime, and you get a lot of uh, good, a lot of good acknowledgments towards uh, characters from Marvel and DC that have their own unique twist put on them due to, you know, being in Freedom City. Uh, the right. primary superhero team is the Freedom League, which is led by Daedalus, the um, immortal tinkerer from greek mythology he's sort of like one of tony stark was thor's age oh nice caps wisdom <laughs> nice yeah, yeah that sounds fun yeah the more i learn about means masterminds the more i'm uh, the more i'm getting intrigued by it it sounds like a lot of fun yeah our um our live play has two canon characters and four custom characters um we have centuria who is the uh She's kind of like a supergirl. Her father was Centurion, who was the primary hero of Earth until he was killed in a Dark Side style invasion. And she's sort of living up to that mantle. And there's Bowman, who is our Green Arrow from the Freedom City universe. 
and then the four custom characters who are all awesome. Yeah, I knew Mutants Masterminds had a had a pretty big following, so it's it's nice to learn more about it. Yeah, and if you want me to plug one more thing, I am also the author of the Titan City Chronicles, which is my fantasy noir superhero novel series. I have two more books coming out this year, hopefully. Knock on wood. Nice. Very cool. Uh, on my end, I just, you know, I have a uh, podcast, two or three episodes a month. Uh, Shane plays Geek Talk. I cover role-playing games, video games, comic books, you name it. If it's geeky, I cover a wide variety of geeky stuff. Video game wise, I got a big focus on computer RPGs. In fact, I'm a co-author with a with Matt Barton on Dungeons and Desktops Second Edition, complete history of computer role-playing games. So you can find me. Just go to shameplays.com. It's a blog. Post my podcast there. I'm on YouTube. So I just have fun doing geeky stuff, and that leads into meeting new people and doing cool stuff like this. So you know, a lot of people are like. Oh, get a, do a, get a podcast, and you know all the. What, what the most fun for me is just been meeting new people and uh, enhancing my rolodex with mm-hmm. stuff like this. So I really appreciate it. Well, I mean, unless anyone has anything else to add, I guess uh, thank you all. No, I don't have anything to add. All right, well, then, I guess... <laughs> awesome. Yeah, thanks well... for the invite and thanks for making the time, Alex. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much for playing. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for running this for us. It was awesome. Really appreciate it. If you all come to Origins, I run lots of events. <laughs> yeah, that's mind-boggling to me, how many games you run during one con. Yeah, I it's think, like 12 I to 16-hour days. <laughs> I think that uh, you, you've been enlisting the help of the uh, uh, Modoc with a C, only for cloning. I oh, that would be happening. so nice. I need a clone. I need a couple of clones. i got a lot to work on. <laughs> Although I don't know if I want to listen to myself breaking down what happened in the game from Monday night before I have to write the next game for the clone to run again. All right, folks, there you have it. That's the conclusion of Mutants and Masterminds, Modoc Family Reunion. I'd like to take a moment to say a big thank you to Alex for coming and, and running this for four complete noobs to the system. And most of us had limited it at best experience with Roll20, so he helped us a lot with that as well. And uh, quite frankly, I, I had a blast. Um, you know, I, I wish I'd known comics and et cetera better to maybe take a character that was a little less of a meathead but i still had an absolute blast playing drax you know everybody had a blast and uh big thank you to alex big thank you to shane big thank you to jeff of course other steve as well if you have any questions feel free to contact us either via email twitter discord facebook the links and all that for all those things are in the show notes and uh with that be kind to each other and go play some rpgs Intro and outro music by the band 12 Noon. You can email us at meandsteverpg at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash meandsteverpg. Thank you and be kind to each other. How much for the cigar? Cigar, 20 bucks, dog. You got to go down the street to the store and buy that.